I don't think we met before, but I'm the referee on this field. Leinster could offer me five mil a year, I wouldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Robbie weekly. Little reverse pass. Hello everybody and welcome to the 42 Rugby Weekly. Looking ahead to Ireland, Italy and the Six Nations this weekend, we've got a conversation to come with Kieran Kennedy, who is basically racing to, gra- to grab his accreditation to get into Andy Farrell's press conference this afternoon. So we're going to keep this to a tight 15. Kieran, firstly, great to see you. How are you doing? How was the day so far? Yeah, all good, Gav. It's not Six Nations week if you're not running around the place, scrambling to get somewhere, scrambling to finish in something. So par for the course, really. But um yeah, I'm looking forward to this weekend now after seeing the team today. It's it's an exciting team. I think there's a bit of future planning there and um, yeah, lots to dig into. Most changes Andy Farrell has ever made to a Six Nations team and as you say, some exciting combinations, definitely a, an eye to the future you'd imagine with the halfback combination in particular. What stood out to you among those six changes to the starting lineup and five changes on the bench? Well, I think the main thing that jumps out is Caelan Doris being captain. Obviously, it's not a change. He just shifts to open side this week. But that was the thing that, that probably jumped off the page to me. In terms of the changes, yeah, you've got Stuart McCloskey, Craig Casey, Finley Beam, Beelham, sorry, James Ryan, Ryan Baird and Jack Conan all coming into the team. And I, I really like the look of that of that back row with, with Ryan Baird and Jack Conan coming in there. Baird is somebody who has been obviously knocking around this Ireland team for a little while but this year it just feels like he's kicked things on a bit he's got he's got a bit of a run of games finally at Le- at Leinster in in one position he's played a lot of games at six for Leinster this year and he gets a start there this weekend against Italy he just brings so much energy and and athleticism and he's the type of player who you can just see making a real a real impact on this game and the game that stands out to me for Baird this year is when Leinster went to La Rochelle and, you know, in a pressure situation, he kind of just really stood up and delivered and, and brought that athleticism, but it was also just quite dominant physically. So I think we're just starting to see a little bit more from Ryan Baird this year, and I'm really excited to see how he gets on. You mentioned Doris's captaincy, and it probably became clear in the second half of Marseille when Peter O'Mani went off that Doris is the guy that Farrell has in mind beyond O'Mani, and clearly they're warming him into that role obviously part of the leadership group but giving him some on-field duties as well in the absence of Omani and now giving him the captaincy from the start this weekend I think it's a really interesting selection insofar as Doris quite recently spoke about his own fallibility in that role Kieran, and how difficult he had found it uh, during a Leinster game and I, I wouldn't go as far as to say it doesn't come naturally to him because he was a captain uh, at Ireland underage etc but clearly is a guy who thinks a lot about the role he's new to it and will have to adjust to a lot of the nuances involved in it in a test match as well on Sunday uh, but are you kind of like from your point of view is it a, is it a good decision from all you've heard of Doris behind the scenes yeah absolutely I think it's really exciting and again it comes back to the it just looks like there's a bit of future planning in this team and it's it's just really interesting that Doris captains ahead of, of James Ryan who's also back in the starting team they just really like Doris as a leader and it's just great to see them pushing him now in that aspect. He captained Leinster for the first time this season on New Year's Day, but he does have leadership experience. As he said, he was captain of the Ireland 20s back in 2018. And I do think it's a smart choice by Andy Farrell this weekend. He's only 25, so he's going to be around this Ireland team for a long time yet. And so it makes sense to start giving him that responsibility and almost... 
allow him to ease into captaincy. There's a world of difference between captaining Ireland at home to Italy compared to, say, if he was captain last week in France. They obviously see him as a long-term option and this is just a sensible way to find out a bit more about him as captain without the same levels of pressure that can come with the role. Yeah, just going back to that game in which he, he captained Leinster against Ulster afterwards, he mentioned that he probably struggled a little bit. Those were his words. I was probably initially eager to talk to Frank Murphy after both of their tries because I thought there was a knock-on on one and a potential uh, ahead of kicking, but I was wrong on both and I annoyed him a little bit doing that and struggled a little bit from there. So it was like this really searing uh, synopsis or, or assessment of his own captaincy and for him to be so open about it while presumably having had conversations with Farrell at that point that he was going to be catapulted into that role eventually is kind of refreshing. And the thing is, as you say, like with the likes of Ryan there, he has guys who can help him through that process on Sunday. Um, Looking at uh, Jack Crowley retaining his place at out half, I think that makes sense given his kind of fledgling status as a test player for the moment. But to combine him with Craig Casey is an interesting call as well in the sense that like Gibson Park was so good in Marseille and remains so integral to Ireland's attack. But even though Munster's form has been patchy, I would have said that first hour of that Northampton game might have been like the best we've seen of Casey and Crowley as a combination. Both of them have probably upped their games in recent times. How excited are you to see them unleashed on the test scene? Yeah, I agree with you on the Northampton game. And I actually think that the Toulon game a week previously was probably the best game I've seen Craig Casey play. But this is a huge weekend for him because he's probably at the stage now as well where you really want to see him kick on with Ireland. He's another guy who's been around this squad for a while now. He's 24 and he's got, what is it, is it 13 caps to his name? But he's only started three times for Ireland and two of those have actually been games against Italy. So it feels like every time Ireland play Italy, it's when Craig Casey gets his chance. Um, He's coming into this game on the back of a strong run of form with Munster. And like you say, the fact that it's Crowley is a bonus for him as well because these two guys know each other so well. It kind of furthered the case, I thought, for them to start together this weekend anyway. Um, but yeah, he's just a guy who, who needs to take his chance. We saw young players come in and, and do it last week in the shape of Crowley, Joe McCarthy, and I'm going to throw Calvin Nash in there even though he's not quite as young. Um, but it's it's up to Casey now to really step up and, uh, and kick on because Conor Murray, depending on who you ask, you know, there's a view that he's either the right man to still be around the squad and he brings experience. There's others who feel that it's at the point now where he should be getting maybe phased out a little bit. But the fact is that he's been delivering for Andy Farrell whenever he's been called in. So it's up to Casey to try to close that gap. And this is a huge chance for him to do that. There is a stronger Ulster involvement than there was in Marseille with Stuart McCloskey starting at inside centre. Big chance for him just to flex his muscles in that role where you have to say, for the majority of his career he's just been unlucky in the sense that there are some really good candidates there and even more recently when he has played for Ireland at inside centre he's probably stood out but again uh, you've got a world player of the year nominee just ahead of you in the pecking order for the moment he partners Robbie Henshaw though this week with Bundiaki putting his feet up to some degree anyway and then you have Tom O'Toole involved as well Ian Henderson on the bench um, anything else about the Ireland team, Kieran, that you want to discuss before we chat about Italy and some of their threats and how you see this game actually going? I think the bench is interesting because you've got a couple of players there who, again, have been in and around the squad and haven't really had a full chance to kind of kick on. And, and Harry Byrne is the one, obviously, who, who who jumps out there. 
it's not that long ago since we thought maybe he was the heir apparent to, to Johnny Sexton, or at least the Irish coaches seem to think that he was fairly high up 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 the the line in that depth chart. Things haven't worked out for him in terms of injury and just kind of building some form. But he's in the squad this weekend. He's probably going to get a chance off the bench and it's just another opportunity to show what he can do. And again, he's a player who's been frustrated with injuries and different setbacks this season with Leinster, but he's played a lot of good rugby as well. He was... He started the game against La Rochelle really well in December before being forced off with a head injury. So he's just been unlucky and he's a guy who you just always feel like if he can just get that run of form, he can properly show what he can do and it's a huge chance from this weekend. And Jordan Larmer is different in that sense because we've known what Jordan Larmer is capable for a long time and he's obviously more proven at this level. But again, a combination of injuries and also just the talent that's there on on. on that Andy Farrell has available on the wings. Larmer's found it hard to get back in. And Andy Farrell always speaks very highly of Jordan Larmer, if you ever ask him about him. I remember him last year saying that if you could have 30 players in a squad, you'd want them to have the characteristics of Jordan Larmer in terms of his application of training and the way he applies himself to things. So they still really like Jordan Larmer. He's found it hard to get into this Ireland team over the last while, but this is a chance for him to get in there again and show what he can do and a game like this against Italy is exactly the type of game where you can see him finding a bit of space and ripping things up a bit so it's a really interesting Ireland team like as you said at the start they it's the most changes Andy Farrell has made for Six Nations um, game and even looking back at previous selections against Italy it's a game that comes around every year and there's calls for these wholesale changes and it never really happens um, but this time whether it be through a mix of, of a couple of guys carrying knocks the fact that they've had nine days since France the fact that they have a break week after this the fact that they started so well with a bonus point win away in France, it gives a little bit more leeway to experiment a little bit and just bring in a few other faces. And maybe experiment is too strong a word because even guys like you said, Stuart McCloskey, we know exactly what he's capable. He's always kind of delivered when he's come in for Ireland. James Ryan coming back in is not hardly, you know, it's not a bad player to be bringing back in. And even though we haven't seen that back row of Baird, Doris and Conan for Ireland really too often, we all know what that kind of trio are capable of. So it's a fascinating selection and it just adds a bit of excitement heading into this weekend, I think. Yeah, it's an exciting looking Italian team as well. They've made plenty of changes. You have Sebastian Negri missing out, unfortunately, for them. But then you have Alessandro Isacor from Benetton coming on to start at Blindside, his first test start. Uh, he made his debut against England last week as a replacement. And then you have... And Capuozzo at fullback, which means Tommaso Allen drops to the bench, but he's a handy option for them there. Stephen Varney comes in at scrum half as well. Uh, and look, as good an Italian team as it is, Kieran, and as impressive as they were against England, yeah, it's still a game you would expect Ireland to win. And on the other side of that, they'll look at the changes that Ireland have made and the fact that it's the heaviest changed team that Farrell has named for Ireland in the Six Nations. And they'll be thinking... F you. Like, they'll actually, if I was Italian and I was looking at this, I would feel so disrespected. And that, listen, that's our Ireland's prerogative. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but listen, Gonzalo Quesada isn't going to struggle to get his team up for this. I don't think he would have anyway, to be fair, but, you know, any kind of like pre match ammunition, any sort of speeches in the week leading up to it are taken care of now, aren't they? Because it's like these boys think they're going to walk all over us and it's our job to prove that they won't. That's it, exactly. I think it's fuel for, for both teams. Italy will be doing exactly what you say. They'll be saying, look at this Irish team. They think they can rest players. We'll show them what we're capable of. And at the same time, Ireland will be using it in the sense that, you know, we've made changes, but we can't let the momentum that we've 
created last week drop. We can't let the standards slip. So you can imagine it's the feel for both teams going into this week. And, and Italy, like you think of last year, they caused, they caused Ireland problems in Rome. And they obviously had some nice moments against England last week. And there are areas where they can threaten Ireland. They're capable of playing some really nice attack in rugby. They've got nice set plays and strike plays in their game. But it's, it's going and doing that for 80 minutes and living with an England or an Ireland or France for the full 80 minutes. Like the Ireland camp, I was in doing the media with them this week and it's the same as it is every year. They'll talk Italy up all week, but at the same time, Andy Farrell feels comfortable enough to rotate his team for a reason. Ireland have had a break. Ireland have the break week after this game. They've had that nine-day turnover from France, so there is no great need to rest players here, but they feel they can do that and still get a bonus point win because the target is certainly another bonus point win. And while we can all see the potential in this Italy side, if Ireland don't get a bonus point win on Sunday, we're going to be asking questions. So I guess you just want to see Italy kind of kick on a little bit more from what they showed against England last year. We know there's a bit of potential there. And yeah, the head coach, Gonzalo Caseda, he he's an interesting fella. And actually, I know you've been looking into him a bit ahead of the weekend. Yeah, writing that profile at the moment. And um, as you say, interesting. Like, in fairness... I would say that his appointment wasn't so much about getting the standout candidate, which I think he was, but also about Italy embracing this idea of replicating what Argentina have done for a long time as well. And you have a guy there called uh, Germain Fernandez, who's been head coach of Viadana for the last couple of years. He was integral to Argentina's talent recruitment and talent ID systems in uh, back in Argentina for, I'd say, the guts of two decades. And he has kind of quietly joined Quesada's set up in Italy and I just feel as though the fact that he's been coaching in the top 10 as well with Viadana, like he's had his eyes on talent all over the country and I'm not saying that will have a material effect on the game this weekend, it absolutely won't. I just mean you can see the kind of building blocks they're putting in place because otherwise it's an unchanged coaching staff, right? Quesada's come in and he's inherited Kieran Crowley's um, coaching team and hasn't made changes there yet, so... Uh, I would say he's happy enough with a continuation of the solid foundations that Crowley laid, but putting his own twist on things. And one of the things I'm interested about Italy in this championship is their defence, because we actually know their attack is really good and it'll probably get better as well. Quesada's very good at launch plays. There's a little bit of the Joe Schmitz in him in that regard, but he had this system where he was at uh, Jaguares called Ite, which was ITE, internal, uh, tackler, external, and just like... It's a really basic system, but internal being like the absolute understanding of your individual role in the defense, the T being tackled, like that's obvious, just dominate the tackle. And external being, if you find yourself in somebody else's role, having an absolute understanding of that role as well. And just having some kind of a solid defensive system might be, you know, might might take Italy up a notch. But again, let's hope it's not on Sunday, and I don't think it will be. Are you fancying Ireland for a bonus point, or do you think they might struggle to get there, just given the changes in that team I think there's still the bonus point has to be the target there's a lot of changes but it's still a fairly experienced Ireland Ireland team um, and on the back of the momentum from last week at home to Italy I think if it's not a bonus point they'll be they'll be quite disappointed we'll leave it there because I know you have to run but enjoy the game I'll catch you on Sunday we will be doing a post-match pod for subscribers as well from the Aviva I will anyway you can join me if you want yeah, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it 
<laughs> yeah, you can do a kind of a Colin Cowherd style monologue, maybe. Um, no, we'll both be there. We will have that for the 42 subscribers. It's the 42.e forward slash extra. If you want to find out more, sign up for additional podcasts. We've been pre- previewing the whole Six Nations weekend with Bernard Jackman and Owen Toolan during the week. You'll find all of those podcasts there. The 42.e forward slash extra. Let's park it. Enjoy your weekends, everybody. We will catch you very soon. Take it easy. Put the boys in the better land. You're always talking about the boys in the better land. The boys in the better land. Join the stop names to fill two double barrels.